0: Welcome to
1: the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast are your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses from your professional life to your emotional health.
0: You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the mom and dot 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 podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping moms figure out who they are, what they want, and how to get it. And pretty much rinse, repeat that forever. I mean, it always changes, right? And I'm Suzanne Kearns. I'm a mom and dot 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 writer, LGBTQ ally, and today a potentially blooming extrovert. I'm gonna talk about that later in the Look, Listen,
1: Learns. It's kind of scaring me. I know. <laughs> who am I? <laughs> I'm Missy Stevens. I'm a mom and dot 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 writer, foster care advocate. And this week I'm a football parent again. Oh, we'll talk about that more later oh too. Boy, Yeah. Today we are so excited to have Judy Schoenberg and Linda Lautenberg, founders of Evolve Me on the show. Together, Judy and Linda founded Evolve Me, an organization specializing in career reinvention and community building for women in midlife career transition. The program is designed to help women attain clarity, gain confidence, and launch the best chapter of their professional lives. Judy is a graduate of Harvard University and a former national executive for Girl Scouts of the USA and lives in Brooklyn, New York with her husband, two sons, and a feisty rescue dog. Mm -hmm. Linda is a Harvard Business School graduate and a chartered financial analyst. Prior to her own professional reinvention, she had a highly successful career in real estate finance and securitization. She lives near the Jersey shore with her husband, one to three kids, depending on college schedules <laughs> and way too many pets. Welcome.
0: Welcome. So Thank
1: you for having us. Yes,
0: yeah, this is great. We, we are, are so excited. Oh yes. You took the words right from my mouth. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, so, okay, we just, uh, Missy gave a sliver of information about your background, but would love for each of you to give us more of a 101 on your own evolution of your careers and also what led you to start Evolve Me. And since this is our first time interviewing two guests at the same time, I'm going, I'm going to call on Judy to start (laughs) to make sure we're not talking over each other.
2: Thanks so much, Suzanne. It's great to be here and thank you for having us on the podcast. So yeah, you uh, gave a great summary of my career, a snapshot and want to dig a little bit deeper. So I had a long career in the nonprofit sector uh, ever since I graduated from college, really. So I'm I'm dating myself, but that's okay because we're all in midlife here. Um, So yeah, I've been in the nonprofit sector. I, I was in it for about two decades and I spent 15 years at Girl Scouts of the USA headquarters in New York City. And I started there right out of graduate school and I worked my way up and was after 15 years was the executive of our research institute. So we did market research with girls and women on leadership and economic security and health and and lots of, of different issues touching girls and women's lives. Um, and I was at, at coming towards my end of my 15 year tenure and I saw 50 on the horizon in the next few years and I said yep. I started here when I was in graduate school I've had you know right out of graduate school rather. I've had a wonderful career here a lot of accomplishments I had my two kids. During my tenure at Girl Scouts of the USA, I had, you know, the flexibility, um, having been there for a number of years to work four days a week and work from home one day and really allowed me to continue my career and raise my children. So I was really fortunate to have that opportunity. And my kids were getting a little bit older, um, not as old as Linda's kids, but they were, they were <laughs> more self-sufficient than toddlers when I saw 50 coming up on the horizon. And I said, you know what, I don't want to... here when i turn 50. you know nothing against the organization but i'd be ready for new challenges you know and as my kids were were getting older i felt like okay like i have the bandwidth i have the the mind space um i have the the time to really uh, invest in myself and think about Mm -hmm. what's next for me so i took a leap And I left without really knowing what was going to happen next. Um, I I took a leap at a good time. It was like at the (laughs) height of my career. So I left feeling really accomplished, which tends to help when you're making a transition. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, it doesn't always work out for women that way that we work with. um, And we have a lot of tips and tricks to to reinstill their confidence. But I was leaving on a high. So that was great. And I was a freelancer for three years. I thought that, you know, I was doing program development and research. And then I thought I wanted to be an executive director of a small nonprofit. And then I said, you know, well, I know I could do those jobs, but do I really want to do those jobs or should I really, you know, open up my, um, my view of what's possible for me and across, you know, in other industries too. Anyway, long story short, I found a program that was for women returning to the workforce in the social impact sector at a startup. And I was kind of doing it for research purposes, because I thought I might yeah. well do that kind of work. And I met Linda there, she had she did the program right after me, and the woman actually that was leading it got a full-time job in Connecticut, and they were looking for women who could help rebrand, remarket, reprogram, and, and expand the offering. And so yes. Linda and I didn't know each other. We were paired together, and I'll let her take over from here, but that those were the, the beginnings um, of Evolve Me in, in the making and us working together, and um, wow. we complement each other really well, and so that's why it's worked for us to be co-founders and, and business partners of our own company, so. Then, and yeah. how
0: long ago was that? Were you?
2: So met we up? Um, we met in 2018. Um, okay, okay. Yeah. So a few years ago now, and then we worked at the startup together for about a year or so. We had a. Um, a summit in New York City in 2019 with 100 women who came and career entry experts. Uh, so it was a huge success. And from yeah. there, we had a, a group of women we work with in a more intense way in a, in a cohort. And we said um, that that startup wasn't focused on women anymore and had to contract for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And we saw there was such a need Specifically for women in midlife, the the startup yeah. wasn't really focused on women in midlife. But yeah. when we were, you know, we created the program we wish we had. We, we couldn't find yeah. anything quite like this when we were kind of
0: like our podcast. We <laughs> yes. we created what we wish we had, but exactly. we wish we had.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and Linda and I come from different angles. You know, me as a career pivoter, going from the nonprofit sector into the entrepreneurial space. And Linda as a career returner, and she can share more of her story, but we cover, as she said, with, with kids, we cover a lot of bases because our kids are all different ages. And then with kind of our industry experience and, um, you know, how we kind of see the, the world of work because we come at different sides of the story. Um, it works yeah. really well to you know, be empathic to different
0: women's situations. Okay, Linda, cool. that kicks it over to you. And I'm, I am i think I'm in your ballpark as far as kind of more of a relauncher versus a mm-hmm. pivoter um, career wise. So I'm very excited to hear about yours as well. Yeah. And I, I love how
3: you guys almost said the same thing at the same time, because Judy and I complete each other's sentences <laughs> all the time. So <laughs> yes. It's so fun to see another like two women that work so well together. So this <laughs> yeah. is fun. So yeah, so as Judy said, I come at this at a little different angle, both from my professional background and um, and then what happened after. So I um, I was um, doing real estate finance, securitization, much more of a corporate background. I love to get my MBA. I came back and I did the same thing. And, and I have to say, I really just kind of fell into that um, that career, I grew up and went to college in Minnesota and I took the job I took because I I was going to do marketing. I took this position because it was in Manhattan and that was really nothing. I I said, I I got there and I said, I called my parents and I said, I don't, whatever they want me to do. I want to be here. So, and and I think, and I only highlight that because I think a lot of people, do kind of fall into their first careers. And yeah, then once yeah. you're once you're on the path, then you just kind of keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep going mm-hmm. with it. So I did take a career break for my husband's career. He's a physician. We moved out of the city, far enough out of Manhattan that it was, you know, at the time there was no, this was, you know, going back 20 years, at least. So, you know, there was no zoom. There was, there was barely internet. So, (laughs) you know, so if you were not in the city, you could not be in the industry that I was in. Um, I had one child at the time I knew we were going to have more. So I thought, let me just take a little break and get my daughter situated here and meet people. I didn't know anybody. And you know, of course, 18 years later, I still was not, (laughs) you know, I was working really hard doing a lot of different things, but not getting paid for any of them.
1: Oh, Um, hallelujah. I'm on, you know, (laughs) it sounds real familiar.
3: Yeah. So it's so familiar. And, and, and on it, and it's, you know, it's funny because I did go back to my business school reunion. I told this, I tell this story a lot, but, um, I think it was my 10th. And every woman, the men were all fine. They were in the corner talking about whatever they were doing. Every woman that I talked to was either apologizing for the fact that she was a stay-at-home mom and that she had this fancy business school degree and was using it to unload the oh. dishwasher mm-hmm. or they were apologizing because they had had kids and had a full-blown career and you know their children were in gay- daycare mm-hmm. or that they had put their life on hold for their career and and every woman was somehow apologizing for something Oof. you know else so and i definitely felt that way when i first stepped out of the workforce for the first five years, if you would have met me, I would have. I wouldn't tell you what I was doing. I would have tell. I would tell you what I used to do. Yep. So it was really <laughs> hard for me that identity. It's very hard to let go of, and I know Judy yep. wrestled with that too when she stepped away from Girl Scouts of the USA. You're used to being able to introduce yourself as hi, my name is Linda, and this is what I do. And automatically, then you have that confidence of saying, oh, they know I'm smart, or they know I can do this, or what have you. Hmm? When when you introduce yourself, and I'm
0: a stay at home mom, then you get nothing. Oh, it's so tough. I yeah. remember the first time when I was staying home with my daughter, and we were doing some remodeling. And I had, you know, recently left my job. And I used to work on Disney. And then after that, and I had worked on Apple. Mm-hmm. And so you're used to in a business sense, being able to be like, I'm pretty sure that I could get what I want out of this because people want to work with Apple or want to work with Disney. Um, and this this guy that was working on our kitchen just didn't really care <laughs> that I was Suzanne Kearns and I wanted something. Right. And it's like, no, no, you, you can't get that. I'm like, what? wait a minute. But Hey! Don't you know? I asked. I asked nicely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just an interesting. Like you don't have. You feel like you don't have that weight of legitimacy behind you, or this business card to say that you're a real person um, who's super important. Yeah, <laughs> just, uh... and it was a complete blessing.
3: I mean, I like that I was in a luxury that I was able to take that time off. But it was, yep. I think, in in many relationships, somebody's got to be more flexible. And depending on how rigid one career is is determines how flexible the other has to be. So, yes, but, but I did do a lot of nonprofit work when I was out and, you know, supported a lot of organizations, but I guess I never really, um, I kind of discounted that in my head of being like anything particularly Mm -hmm. valid. I just was, you know, I'm a stay at home mom. Um, so when, so when my oldest was getting ready to go to college, all of a sudden I realized that nothing had just fallen into my lap. And I was working my way out of this mom job and I needed to find something that was going to be left for me. You know, mm-hmm. and and right now I'm at that point now where my, my youngest is, this is her senior year in high school. So I'm so thankful that I did get on this as early, you know, when I did. Yep. But, but my real problem was, I definitely, the confidence thing was definitely a problem. But I think my biggest issue was I had no idea what I wanted to do.
1: Mm-hmm. All I knew is
3: that I didn't want to, go work on Wall Street. There were, there were return ships out there to go work for JP Morgan or what have you, but that wasn't me anymore. I had evolved so much as a person that like I cared about so many other things, but I just didn't even know what was out there anymore. I had no more connections. Whatever I had was in real estate. I just, I didn't even know where to begin. So I, I really spun my wheels for a good three years and I was trying, you know, I did reconnect with my alumni groups and started trying to strategically do some, some good volunteering work, but I still, I just was really lost. You know, I thought for a while I would be a teacher. And so I started going down that path and then I thought I would do fashion merchandising and I just, I was all over the place and it just wasn't something I could kind of figure out with my mom, friends or my family. So when I landed on this program that Judy talked about, at least I had some other women that were in the same boat as me. It was a program that was specifically for career returners that wanted to go into the social impact space. Hmm. That was good enough for me. I just wanted other people that wanted to go back to work. Um, And, and it really just this, just signing up and knowing that I had some structure really flipped that switch. So when Judy and I, when, um, when we, were done contracting for that company and that program came to an end, we really stepped back and said, you know, what's really missing here is we had women while we were working with returners coming to us and saying, do you have a program for my friend? Because she is working, but she doesn't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And she doesn't know how to change her career. And, yeah. and, and she's too busy because she's got family, and she's got work, and she doesn't have time to spend on herself. Mm-hmm. And another person came to us saying, you know, I just got divorced, and I need to change what I'm doing. But mm-hmm. I'm like, so busy with this, this and, and and just, you know, people being all over the place. And what we realized is that all these women, all these transition points were happening in midlife. And that was kind of the common connection. And so we created Evolve Me, the program that we wish would have been available for us when we were at a transition point in, in midlife. And it's really for any anybody, whenever you, we don't like to put a number on it because everybody kind of hits that at different times. Right. Some people hit it in their mid 30s, some people don't hit it until their mid 60s. But at some point there's something that happens that you just know you need a change and yeah. you need to know that it's not too late to make it.
1: Yeah. Oh, you said so many things that set off so many I know. Feelings. Bing, bing, bing. Like I <laughs> like all the emotions came back um and I don't even know where to start, but I want to start a little bit with the you talked about just falling into a path. And that's a common thread that has come up in a lot of people we've talked to is that Mm -hmm. we get on this train and then we feel stuck on that train, whether it's, we're ashamed to admit it's not right for us, or we don't know how to financially get off or whatever the circumstances may be. So I'm curious, as you've talked to women through evolve me, what, what are some of the tips and tricks you have for them to help them step back and, not feel that shame or that fear in hopping off into the next thing yeah
2: i can share some and then yeah. gonna, if you want to chime in but um you know some of what we talk about that is like empowering for women as they are thinking about stepping off the path that they're on is you know to think about careers in a different way and their professional life in a different way which is that there is like having a non-linear path is okay. You know, that you don't have to be on the straight and narrow to have a successful yeah. career. So okay. it's really reimagining what success looks like. And mm-hmm. for women that we work with a lot, you know, in midlife, it's not just having the, the right next job and going up the ladder. It's really looking at how your work fits into the rest of your life and, and your lifestyle and, and it being a good culture fit, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, a culture that really matches your values, and, and women want more out of work, you know. Now, especially if they've a lot of the women that we work with have had success in the industry that they're in, so they can continue on that path. But it's not, as you said, like it can, it's not it's satisfying or doesn't feel meaningful. And so, yeah. what we do is people come to us and say, often like, oh, you know, can you help me with my resume? And we're like, no, no, take a step back. Like, if you want to chart a new <laughs> right. path. Right? Don't send out any resumes. Don't re- revise your resume. Don't revise your LinkedIn profile before you really take the time and invest the time. And this is the part that people miss so much in their career transition to really spend the time evaluating and assessing what you love to do. What brings you that flow? What you kind of forget yourself in? Like, what are the things Mm -hmm. that you love to do, you know, before you fell into the career that you're in, maybe in childhood that, you know, you never even imagined would lead to a career? You know, what are the values, right? we go through a whole values inventory assessment. What are your values right now? And how could those be infused in a next career path? And and yeah, what kind of culture works for you? Do you want more flexibility? Do you want more autonomy? I mean, we had a woman we worked with that said, you know what I want right now? now, I want, she she had been, um, you know, she had stayed at home with her kids for a while, and she had a successful career before in the HR industry, and she said, I want to go back, I think I want to go back just part-time, what I really want, I want to go into an office, and I want a chair to hang my sweater behind, because I haven't Uh, had that for so long, so for, for everybody, you know, it's going to be something different, right, and so that might not be, you know, like, maybe she'd continue in the industry that she's in, but perhaps the environment is different, right? It might Mm be instead of a big corporation, maybe it's actually, she was at a startup in the end. Um, She wound up at a startup. So, um, you know, I think that it's really examining like what success looks like for you now, surrounding yourself with other women are also trying to reimagine, you know, what success Mm -hmm. looks like for them, because especially if you've been a high achieving person, like you you know, yourselves, um, like you, you can get stuck on this path and feel like the only way to measure success is to go up. When we yep. see women going all different kinds of sideways um, yeah. zigzagging their way into their transition. And I have to say, you know, I'll be vulnerable here for a minute for myself. Like I spent so much time in the nonprofit sector. And for me, even to get off of that path, I was like, no, this is the path for meaning. Like, I mean, for mm-hmm. me, like, even going into something in the business world was like a huge stretch. You know, and I was like, ooh, what are people going to think when I tell them I'm leaving the nonprofit sector, you know, and I'm, I'm a business person now and I, I'm yes. a small business and owner. Um, and
0: so- meanwhile, they're so wrapped up in their own stuff that they don't even know. Right. Exactly.
2: And like, you know, there's, there's different ways to accomplish uh, having an impact, right, yeah. and depending on what your mission is. I mean, we are a social entrepreneurship. And so like me taking that time, you know, speaking you know, for myself to, to evaluate not just, you know, what sector do I want to be in, but what was so useful in what we do with women and across a number of different exercises we take them through. It's we do this whole discover. We have a model for career reinvention called Dare. So it's discover, amplify, refresh, and embark. And that first piece of discover is all of that assessment work of your mm-hmm. skills, your talents, your values, um, you know what you love to do, what what you really want to bring forward, your transferable skills. Um, that really helps, especially if you're getting off the linear path to take with you all of those soft skills, you know, leadership, communication, collaboration skills, all the things that people don't even consider are really portable when they're trying to get into a new area. So um, we have, you know, a very structured way that we lead women through it because you can, you know, Google your way around anything, but to have that (laughs) that, that structure, um, especially when you want to gain clarity and and get off that more linear path is, is really important.
1: What's the timing typically of like, how long does it take your average person in your program to go through that discovery piece? That's the part for myself that I always feel like there's some breaks, like just putting my values, Suzanne and I have worked on it as a podcast team. Like what are our values for this show? And I've worked on my personal value assessment before, but I find it really difficult. So I think that's one of those questions. It depends. It depends. We have
3: some women come through our program and, you know, they were close anyway, Mm -hmm. and then they land a new position or decide to launch a business before we even through the 10 weeks and other women, quite frankly, you know, a couple months later, and they're still working on the discovery piece. So it just depends on like how far along you were coming into it in the first place. One of the things that we encourage women, because we do work with a lot of women, you know, some feel kind of trapped, right? Because not everybody can just say, oh, I'm just going to, you know, leave work yes. and take the leap or, or you know, or can be on career break like, like I was. And so what we encourage people to do is to through doing that clarity work, but to also start taking a step back and looking at all the tasks that they've done so that they can come up with a really solid list of what their personal brand is and their transferable skills that they bring to the table. So if you were to take your resume and go back over all the jobs you've ever done and include all the volunteer work and managing a kitchen reconstruction mm-hmm. and you know whatever right. it is all those things and come up with everything you bring to the table things start to fall out and you start to get a narrative yeah of what it is that who you are and what you bring to the table and then when you mm-hmm. can marry that with what it is that you love to do sometimes you might find that it's not every woman that is dissatisfied with her career and you know you're all moms here so i think a lot of women have just kind of plateaued in their career because they've got something that like you know they might not love what they're doing but they're keeping all the other plates spinning at the same time so good enough right? Everybody around me is happy. So that's good enough for me right now. (laughs) But so sometimes you don't necessarily have to make a full sale leap. If you can take some time for yourself to go back and really think about which things that you do at work that you love to do and which things you don't love to do anymore and Mm -hmm. do some of that work, you might be able to job craft within your own company or you might be able to carve out some time to do some project work for a nonprofit. And, you know, if you're a working mom, like God only knows, it's like hard enough to do that and raise kids, but that is how we have some people like try to explore something in a safe way is take on a project for a nonprofit or, or something like that to Mm -hmm. try out a
0: new skill. And I think that doing some of that trial work Mm -hmm. is also another way that you can start to build back that confidence and feel like you do have some skills but I know we talk about confidence a lot we hear it from other coaches we see it on your website so I think especially stay-at-home moms but I'm sure any any woman can get this you know but we've people who spent pretty much their whole life taking care of others Mm -hmm. and also parenting is the ultimate in bringing you back to
1: your humble self as far as for a while I said my whole job was wiping yes. people ask me what I did I'm like I wipe things I wipe noses behind counters floors I'm just a wiper I used to do other stuff but that's what I do it kind of now I'm at you
0: yeah but no matter how many people you used to give speeches in front of or you know right how high up your client contact was when you got a baby that is crying and you don't know what to do with it. I mean, you just feel like you don't know anything in the whole world. So I mean, there's a lot of building and backup that comes after even just a couple of years off, let alone those of us who are in the double digits of years yeah. off. Um, so what are some other ways that you help women rediscover this confidence or build back that confidence so that they can make a change and take those steps? Well, I think one of
3: the biggest ways is when you're working with other women that are all in the same boat and you see all these highly credentialed women and you realize that they are all having the same, it's imposter syndrome is a little overused, but they're having that same imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. that like, what if somebody finds out that I don't really know what (laughs) I'm talking about or, (laughs) you know that when you realize that other really credentialed women are feeling the same way, it normalizes it. Mm. So now you're not alone, right? You realize that it's just something that we all have. And whether, yeah, you, yeah I agree. Women that are returning to the workforce, I mean, I felt, I wasn't, I, I like the wiper one, that's better. But I used to say, all I'm qualified to do now is I'm really good at loading the dishwasher. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I really felt like, that, you know, <laughs> but if you step Fold back- a mean towel. You realize that you're like a master of the universe with the number of things that you um, that you organize and and thing. But um, but even for women that are looking to make a career change, they might have confidence in their We we talk about two kinds of confidence. Like they might have a lot of confidence in like Judy in the nonprofit world. But if mm-hmm. you would have said, "Oh, go be an entrepreneur," Like that would just be like, what? No, I can't, you know? So it, you, so, but being with a bunch of other women and being able to see yourself through their eyes helps a ton because other people can see things in you that -hmm. you would never see in yourself.
1: Yeah. So I might.
3: So that's definitely one of the things that just, and I'll let Judy go into some more of the actual work that we do, but I would say just for starters, being around other women like that and getting it out there is huge. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, piggybacking on what Linda said, you know, we bring women together across all different industries, roles, sectors. And so what's so beautiful about it is that usually like professional development is only done, you know, lawyers talk to lawyers or designers talk to designers. Now you have a woman who's maybe a lawyer sitting across or on zoom from a designer, (laughs) um, and she sees things in the designer that the designer never considered because she has a lawyer looking at it from an entirely different perspective outside of her industry and Mm -hmm. suddenly you know, she's like, oh yeah, I can do that. Huh? I've never thought about things that way. And yeah. it opens up like just the openness of new possibilities. That's one thing that really, you know, women take away from is just like things that they would never have considered before. Cause they're talking with yeah. people, you know, outside of their own industry. Um, definitely what you said, Suzanne, about owning your accomplishments, you know, you still own your, we, we, you know, we talk to women about the fact that they still own all of those accomplishments, even if they were wiping and loading the dishwasher. Like that doesn't go away. And what also doesn't yeah. go away ever is the image or the perception that the colleagues that you worked with in those roles have of you. Mm -hmm. So we say that, you know, your colleagues have like a frozen in time image of you when you work together and you were doing amazing things, right? Um, Wherever you were at Apple or Disney or what have you. And so when you go back to those people for networking and to revive your contacts, Mm -hmm. that uh, it really helps to go in with that mindset. And in terms of like building up your sense of confidence, definitely trying to, Go out there um, and you know, even if you don't have a title or a role, if you're on a break, like to go out there and talk to others about ideas for the direction that you want you know, to take, the impact that you want to have, like start to put yourself in positions where you're being seen as a professional, whether it's you know, starting yeah. small by um, sharing articles in an industry that you want to go into on LinkedIn, commenting on social media, being part of the conversation, There's so many free webinars out there right now because we've all moved to remote. There's so many free courses online. You know, if you feel like you're lacking the skills right now, let's say in technology, just do something quick to skill up so that you are at least proficient. You don't have to be an expert about any of these things, right? But if you want to feel relevant, there's a lot of different free ways. That you can do that, um, join industry groups. And, you know, before you do any of that, you want to spend that time up front, as we were talking about before, to gain clarity. And then eventually we move through the process where women get a refreshed sense of themselves. So Mm -hmm. setting up a home office like we all have, you know, having a professional Mm -hmm. kind of virtual presence refreshing their style like how does that speak to them for who they are now how are they presenting to the world when they're doing interviewing informational interviewing spending and then we go into refreshing their resume and linkedin which of course gives you more confidence when you're going out into the world to network but it you know it's it's baby steps along the way too and we don't think any step is too small um yeah. often you know women want to be at a certain place like much sooner um but <laughs> And, and there's, you know, I have to be honest with you, there are um, sometimes backsliding in confidence, like people feel really good. And then three weeks later, they're like, oh, I didn't, mm-hmm. nobody, you know, that person that I really wanted to answer that email never wrote back, what do I oh, do? Are they yeah. ghosting me? Is the recruiter, go-? you know? So there are these laps in confidence, but as Linda mm-hmm. was saying, the group brings you back in. The group yeah. really, you know, the accountability and the momentum you get from moving in the same direction with like-minded women, you know, is everything. Um, and it's funny, I wanna get, let you in on a secret that I don't think I've ever told Linda maybe, but I feel like
1: oh. I'm speaking. <laughs> space. I mean,
2: Linda's like, maybe, and, <laughs> but I, I it's, uh, you know, I know that there will be probably like a lot of moms who are on a break and taking care of children and listening, you know, in your audience and, and you all have taken breaks. And I, and we're speaking about confidence, I didn't have the confidence at the time to stay home. Oh because I felt like I was so tied to my work identity that it was so much a part of me for so long that I feared. I had that fear that we were talking about. Who would I be if I Mm -hmm. wasn't this person that everybody knew as like, oh, you're working at Girl Scouts. Oh, I know what that is. Mm -hmm. So that was something confidence came up for me in a totally different way. And then um, then, you know, as I kind of grew into that idea, I, I took a leap um, for myself, but that was just, um, when you, when you were talking, Linda, oh, wow. It's a full circle story over here. (laughs) Yes. You never know what can come up in this conversation.
1: I know. No, no, we have revelations almost every week. Sometimes both of us at the same time are going, what? (laughs) but in fact, Suzanne, not long ago, like really came to this. Like I watched her have this revelation in real time. I could see wheels (laughs) turning where she realized her lack of clarity about who she was and what she was going to do did not come with motherhood. It started before way back. And mm. when she started to talk major. about that,
0: mm. I
1: realized wow. that when I had my first child, I was not happy with what I was doing either. It was not the right fit for me. I didn't know how to get out of it. And then that baby helped me get out of it, I guess. But um, <laughs> Missy, I I have to
3: say same, I'm kind of like the same with both of you. Like I fell into it and I have to say, Missy, when, once I stepped away from that, like, you know, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. And I was not a wall street person. I, you know what I mean? Just because you can, doesn't mean you should That's why we talk about sometimes like going back through the you know, your job things and thinking about, well, I did this, but what did I like about it? And what did I not? And again, with that clarity piece and whether it's with Evolve Me or some other group or the two of you have each other, but whatever group that you can find, it helps to have that for the clarity piece too, Mm -hmm. because you have somebody to bounce it off of. That's not like your partner or your best mom friend or you know
1: you need because they're coming at you in kind of a different yeah
2: they have a different investment in it
3: right yes
1: yeah yeah and sometimes someone's love for you can cloud a little or you just
3: need somebody to see with fresh eyes yeah or they
1: have assumptions about who you are
0: and what you do and they're like no you're the lawyer you can't I can't Mm -hmm. see you as this other thing yet and Mm I I. I don't even know where I heard it, but I love the saying that there's nothing more dangerous than being good at a job that you hate. <laughs> and I, so I really love this. That's like, a great the, one. I've never heard oh, yes. And I felt that very much because yeah. I got a lot of accolades. I progressed mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. I, I like to think I was good at my job and I worked really hard at it, but I did not like what I was doing. I like the people and I like my clients, but the work itself just wasn't a good fit. So I love your clarity piece being, yes, it's, Uh, it's what you're good at, but also what you enjoy. And I'm, I'm having that struggle as a mom right now, as my son, he's got this real math science brain, but I wouldn't say that that's his passion. And I for a long time was just like oh no this was the kid who at two years old was like doing seven puzzles at the same time i need to direct him in this area and i i think i did him a disservice for a few years there thinking like oh well naturally this must be your path because that's what you're so good at and i don't think that will be his career field um so it's yeah kind of stepping back and doing the same thing for ourselves like just seeing where that blooms and and really thinking about what what does Spark joy. I'm going to be a Marie Kondo. What does spark joy about, <laughs> yeah. uh, about these activities?
3: Although probably not a disservice because if you wouldn't have directed him in that path, you wouldn't have found out that it wasn't his path. That's like sometimes, true. sometimes finding out something is wrong for you is, is even more informative than finding out that something might be right.
1: Yes. I oh my do gosh. love that concept. We've talked about that recently on the show that just because you spent Six weeks or a year or whatever mm-hmm. amount of time it was going in this direction, only to find out it was wrong. Yeah, that's, that's not a waste of time.
3: No, that's a. Waste. And you learned things along the way, yeah. and you, you know, and there are snippets like it might not be that direction, but I, you could still again pull things
0: out of it that mm-hmm. you probably did like.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's better than sitting still.
0: Yes. Yes. Get out of neutral. Get out of neutral. Is that what Julie Lifcoe-Hames told us? Yes. Get out of neutral. That's
2: hard to do though.
0: Oh, it's so The
2: pull of other people, I think, you know, that definitely helps pulling you along. And like I love how body. your
0: organization focuses, we talk a lot about the coaches, but the element of community as well as the coaching, I think it's Huge. kind of this nice protective blanket on both sides to encourage you and challenge you and make you think about things that maybe you hadn't thought of before. And one of our big things here is like our friend KJ Del Antonio. I mean, she was a New York Times editor, but she came on to talk about getting a coach, a book coach for when she was writing her first novel, because even a professional writer who's a new york times editor can benefit from having a coach so Mm -hmm. it's not saying that you're not good enough to want to have coach and to have some help i mean there's a reason that you know professional golfers still have coaches like there's you know the professional sports people still have coaches because everybody can benefit from that and i could spend mm. really the rest of the day talking about this but I just realized yes. at the time I'm like you know it went, so, it, it went so fast too fast but before we jump into our look listen learn segment we want to make sure that listeners know where to find you and learn about some of your seminars yeah. and, and how they connect connect with you.
3: Sure, so actually we have a lot of exciting things coming up. Um, the The next thing we have, Judy's better on the calendar dates than I am, but the next the next thing we have coming up is a webinar training, a free live training um, that is on the 21st 1st of September at one o'clock Eastern time. Um, and I'm sure you'll have show notes, that. Yep. but it's evolveme.work. Backslash okay. confidence, but I'm sure everybody can get the show notes. And so that'll be a live training about getting back your confidence and getting on with your next chapter. Um, and then we also, we're very excited. One of the co working spaces where actually Judy and I met for the first time, they have always had a monthly women's breakfast. And they came to us when they were going to do their first in-person event. So we're going to be doing that at LMHQ in Lower Manhattan. Um, But if you're not in Manhattan, there is also a virtual component to that. And Judy, please tell me the day for that. That's
2: the 23rd, and we also have another webinar. All the webinars, September 28th (laughs) at 1 p.m. Eastern, that you can tune into, and we would love for you to also be able to take some time to do some of the work that we've been talking about. So we have a free tool that is a career strategy tool, and it's Mm -hmm. called the Evolve Me Career Reinvention Analyzer. And it will walk you through a process to look at your skills, your talents, what you're good at, what you love to do, and where there's a fit in the marketplace right now. Um, And then you can get that at, uh, on our website too, at Evolve work backslash SWOT, S W O T. And that's a free resource. So
1: I'm going to do that when we hang up here. (laughs) I'm going to do that today. Yeah, I've got that down
3: And then I guess the last thing that we want people to know is that our fifth cohort of the Evolve Me Reinvention Collective is launching on October 19th. We get a lot of moms. That is why we would never be so mean as to launch it in September would be a terrible (laughs) thing to mothers (laughs) everywhere. Um, So we let everybody get settled. And then we start in October. It's a 10-week program that absolutely will help you figure things out and move you forward faster. And if you want to learn more about it, there's information on our website. Um, but we also offer a free strategy session so you can sign up and talk to me or Judy for half hour and just figure out if it's a good fit for you. Um, so we have that on our
0: website as well. Okay. We will get the links for all of those in the show notes so people can find them.
1: All yeah. Right. And the things that are happening maybe before this airs, we'll put some stuff out on our socials.
2: That's great. Thank you uh, so uh, much. This was such a good yeah. conversation. I'm like, don't go away. I, I know. I we, we, just,
0: <laughs> we just love what you are doing. So yes. much, so aligned with what we're trying to accomplish with the podcast. I, know, I feel I just, really
1: excited that it, I, like, like, there's so much <laughs> for people considering the next step.
0: I know. I mean, that's our big thing. I mean, people ask like, what are you doing this for? We're like, we're doing this. So no other woman has to feel like we do. And so it just is such a, it takes a physical weight off of me when I see smart, amazing women covering like, like you got this covered. Okay. You got that group of women. We'll get this group of women. Like we're going to get them all. Yes. (laughs) Suzanne, I
3: have to say, like, I love what you just said, because that is kind of at least how I felt about it. Like when I went into it personally, I never wanted anybody to feel like I felt for three years.
1: Yeah. it's not a good feeling. (laughs) No, it's really lonely. And I think what we've learned in doing it, we've been talking to coaches and other women helping women for about nine months. Now, everyone has felt that lonely before Mm -hmm. and nobody likes it. And we're all out here. We just need to remember to reach out and we all have the the same heart for helping each other.
2: Yeah. We love what you guys are doing. Podcasts are such the, I mean, they're so great to be able to, you know, be the friend in your ear too, like you guys are, you know, I take lots of podcasts walking and I think during like the pandemic time, like podcasts have been a saving grace for, for women Um, You could also multitask while you're doing it. So this is amazing what you're doing and that you've put this together.
0: It's really a great resource. I have so many friends who don't Mm -hmm. know they're my friend and that walk dogs with me and they're like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Yeah, they don't know how how close we are. Yeah. They don't realize how close we really are. Yeah. Um, on that <laughs> note, uh, we can kick it off to the look, listen, learn. Our look, listen, learn segment is where we each share something that we've been looking at, reading, watching, admiring, or listening to, like music, podcasts, or audiobooks, or learning, which can be anything from the meaning of life to just a fun product you have discovered. So let's yeah. see. I'm going to go in my square order. So I'm starting with Judy. Okay. A
2: podcast that I've really loved, um, we like to say in Evolve Me, like, if you can't see it, you can't be it. So definitely, um, you'll get a boost if you listen to other women who've reinvented, talk about their career stories, how they got to where they are now, all the bumps, you know, that it took to get there, and, you know, and, and there's the satisfaction that they're feeling now. So anyway, all that is to say, a colleague of ours, Katie Fogarty, you might know it, has a certain age. Podcast, and we really mm-hmm. like that one for all the women that she features: health, beauty, wellness, etc. Um, that one has got me going. And I'll, on the same vein as that, I wanted to share a book because my commitment over the summer was to read again. Um, I'm speaking of college majors. I was a literature major in college, but running a business and and kids and all of the above, like really. You know it's hard to find time to read but i read a great Mm -hmm. book about a reinvention story this is the book if anybody could see it um it's called finding me about that one oh yeah it's called finding freedom a cook story remaking a life from scratch by erin french and um there's a restaurant in maine in in freedom maine (gasps) um that she now runs and she has a whole amazing uh, story she's a mother too um of a teenage uh, boy um, and anyway, it was like over the summer, I said, maybe I should just, we should get in the car and drive to Freedom. <laughs> yeah. Little did I know that it's like, you can't get rest, like, even though it's in this obscure, like, you know, tiny corner of Maine, like, you cannot get reservations there. Like, it's yes. just- a it place you have to send the postcard?
1: postcard. Yeah.
0: We just spent what, about half of our uh, tipsy ellipsy. We do a live yes. taping on Facebook Live, and we spent about, a good chunk of that episode talking about her, and she has a a show. Netflix show too. Yes, it just it's coming
2: out, right? Yeah, I, or maybe it yeah. came out already. But I just read about the show. I was like, oh, I have to write. I have to look at the show now. I have to watch. That's so funny mm-hmm. that you did that. You spoke about it and. The Facebook.
1: Yeah, one. just it, I love it when the universe sends me things like that. Like, I know this is one of my next books because it yes. keeps coming to me. That is a sign from the universe. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Twice
0: in one week. We, yeah, I want to get the
2: cookbook too. So maybe I'll be inspired to cook some different recipes this fall.
0: <laughs> and our friend Beth, who also recommended it, also recommended maybe she didn't do the audio book, but she was wishing that if it's the, she said, if it's the author reading it, she recommended that that would probably be a fun way to get it to, to, to. um, to listen to it instead for those busy moms who don't have time to, or who fall asleep when they read like Missy and I do. (laughs) I I second that. And Linda, do you have any look, listen, learned?
3: Yeah. Mine aren't Judy's are fun. Mine are a little more like practical, but, um, so for moms that are like maybe running small businesses or figuring that they need to figure out social media more than they understand it. Um, I, and I run the social media for Evolve Me. So I've had to, I, I don't know, there was a wall between me and Instagram for the longest time. It's just my brain doesn't work that way. When you're 55, it just doesn't. I feel but, that. Um, so the podcast that I go to, my go-to resource for that is Social Media Examiner. And not all of it will be practical to what you're doing, but if you scroll through his episodes, you can pinpoint like what it is. Like you heard about Clubhouse. What is that? How do we do it? He has really good guests. It's always very smart. It's always very helpful. So I like that. And then kind of in conjunction with that, um, if you haven't ever used Canva and you want to feel good about mastering a new tool, Canva can allow you to do that because even, and even if you're a mom and you're not working and you just want to play with it to, to go on a a tool and design things, whether for social media or your kid's project or a poster, whatever it's, it's very fun to play with. It's very addictive and it's very doable.
1: Yes. Yes.
3: I, you know, second
1: that I I love I'm a Canva junkie.
0: But no, we talk about like being strategic in your roles to help you grow skills. And I I used it for my kids' school's PTA newsletter. Mm-hmm. So I use Canva to do the images and I learned about MailChimp by doing yeah. the actual newsletter. And yeah. I'm like, these are like legit yeah. well, skills, business skills, skills that can be used. I might be using mm-hmm. it to talk about, you know, a PTA event, but it's still, it's using, yeah. and Canva is fun. I use it for all my Christmas cards and stuff now. <gasps> Put your PT on Slack.
3: There would be another one. one. Yeah. Yes,
0: Slack. And then we're interviewing someone tomorrow who's going to talk about some time blocking, but also using Trello to manage Mm -hmm. home Mm -hmm. stuff in addition to. So I'm just like, what a great way to get a business skill. Yes. It's helping you while you're at home, yeah. but that you can then take when you go, if you choose to go back in the workforce. So yeah, there's that. a lot of I things thought. that you can do. And that, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Canva is another great one that you can use for so many things at home, but is mm-hmm. a skill that exercises your right brain a little bit and it can be um, used. I, then I ended up using it for clients actually. When I was doing yeah. some social media work, we had this client that just didn't have any ads to put up on social media. It's like, well, hey, I know well, how to do you make some. Canva. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, and then if you do something like that, if you experiment with something like Canva, you realize that. All that stuff out there
0: is very easy to figure
3: out. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, like, once you do that, then you're like, oh, sure, I can figure out this other thing.
0: So. And eighty percent of the images come from Canva. I'm like, oh, right. I know you. I use. <laughs> I see things now where I'm like, oh, I
1: scrolled past that one earlier today. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hello, I blonde woman holding a box. <laughs> I've used you before. <laughs>
1: yeah. We need new
2: images. We always say, like, we we need a photo shoot, right? For women in midlife. Like, uh,
0: yes, exactly. We do. Yeah, yes. that are doing actual more natural things yeah. that show up in these Canva images. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Woman answering door to get UPS package. Like, yes. <laughs> <Yeah. they're-
1: laughs> They're pretty basic. Yes, the Amazon delivery at my house. Yeah,
0: although maybe it just hurts because it's so accurate. I don't know. (laughs) That's that's me.
1: Usually, why it feels bad. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. So,
1: Missy, do you have any look, listen, learns? Um, I do. I have. I just read. Well, I listen to. Speaking of falling asleep while you're reading, I if I read at night, I'm out. Mm -hmm. If I don't start early enough, which I never do. Um, so I just listened to The Midnight Library by Matt Haig, oh. and it's so much fun. It's fiction. It moves really fast, fun, but it one. explores the what ifs. So what if I'd made a different decision? What oh. if I had gone this way instead of that way? Which it really resonates with what we do here on the podcast, but also is a huge fascination of mine. Like, so kind of sliding doors ish, little sliding doors ish. Like, is there a multiverse? Are there other versions of our lives happening out there? Um, So it explores it in this really fun way. And not, it's some of it, the way she gets into the multiverse is heavy, but um, I loved it. I loved it. And I've been thinking about it for a couple of days since I finished it. So I highly recommend that one. Mm, Next book. My son said
2: that actually. She did. No, my oh, son, son picked it out in the bookstore and I was like, it looks fine. So now I'm going to borrow it from him. Yeah. My yeah. husband's
3: reading it. He was telling oh, me all right. about
2: it. There you go. It's hey. in the family. I it, now it's endorsed.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Now you all have to read it too. Ooh. Um, so it was great. I oh,
0: Maybe I'll skip over to that one. I've been reading Circe. Has anybody read Circe? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. does it get? I'm not super mm-hmm. into like Greek mythology and all that that's kind of cute. thing. So I feel like I don't know some of the characters I'm supposed to know. Is that, is, am I gonna? I'm only on like the first chapter. So am I gonna? No, you'll it'll go, be it's fine. fine. I'll be and, fine. And
1: you can Google them. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'll have to do.
3: I'll be like, yeah. or you in. can
1: check with my kids. Like they both went through a phase <laughs> of knowing all, they still know all the characters. And if you say something incorrectly now, they'll be like, Oh no. If oh, they were Pokemon the characters, I would
0: have it nailed. I'd be like, ooh, <laughs> I know what steel type you are and how many points you are. Okay. So I'll, would... I'll give that one another try. Because I was starting to just feel stupid listening to it. And I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. And then finally Medusa was introduced and I was like, ooh, I know one. <laughs> like finally. I feel so. like that
1: one would be a hard one to listen to. Just the way I process information, mm-hmm. it might be easier to see it on the page.
0: I yeah, think. I'm known to like do family trees of like a hundred years of solitude. Oh. First of all, it took me like five times to read, and I had <laughs> got
3: through it eventually because yeah. I tried three times and gave up.
0: Uh, I finally, I still don't know if I finished it, but the fourth time or so that I was reading it, I was like, "Oh, this is really fun!" Like it. It gets better and better the more you read it, but I have—it's probably around here somewhere. I mean, it's like a giant, like a legal-sized <laughs> paper. First of all, because everybody has the same name, they all—they're the okay. all named like Jose Alucardia or whatever, and I'm just like, seriously, <laughs> get a different name. I have a hard enough time with names when you're not all named the same name. So yes, I would. I—we'll see. Maybe that's my problem—is that I'm listening to it. Um, but maybe I'll take a little jump over to the Midnight Library to give my brain a break from trying to figure out these Greek mythology things. Yeah, you'll but, totally keep up with the characters in the Midnight Library. Like it's not complicated. Yeah. So I'm listening to that one, but am I learning and I'm still exploring this thought because I am i haven't quite accepted it, but I think I might be becoming an extrovert. Mm, well, you were saying so. Which is really not normal like I went into the (laughs) pandemic very introvert and I really relished the time at home as this introvert and that was very nourishing for me but I we this weekend had some of our best friends from our old neighborhood we moved a year ago and have not seen them since they moved out of the neighborhood like a month after we did and we're total opposite sides of town now um and so and you know pandemic so it was the first time we'd seen them they came to our new house so that was exciting but then we also had our new neighbors three couples come over last night and and that was the first time we've really had them in the house i mean we talked to that's them a kind lot of a leap to have
1: I mean, new friends
0: yes and so everybody came over and I was expecting after two nights of this to just be like, like, I'm just going to melt into a pile of goo. But I, the first night after Jen and Kevin left, Chris is like, oh, don't worry about the dishes. I'll get them tomorrow, whatever. I was like, no, I need to do it. Like, I feel so like energized. I was like, is this what people feel like when they actually are like (laughs) hanging out with people and... Don't have to go take a nap. So I was like, I have to put the dishes away because I'm so energized. And then the same thing last night, all after they all left, I thought for sure, especially after two nights of it, I'm just going to go slump into a corner, but I was like, I feel so good. So I, so I don't know if that's me becoming an extrovert or if that's me, the introvert just having some extrovert tendencies for these first Mm -hmm. initial introductions back into the world. So I'm not making any broad statements about changing my personality type, but but it was kind of fun. I got a little, at least peek into the mind of an extrovert,
1: even if it does not last any longer than this weekend. So that was kind of fun. Yeah, I'm fascinated by the concept of a social engagement not leaving me tired. I like, know it wears me out I love people and I love to go do things but I do find that it drains me no I it gave me energy to do the dishes which I never
0: do so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, very it's a weird energy So, <laughs> so that, that was a definite weird energy so that was my that was my learn where I'm continuing to learn I don't know I yeah th- I'm thinking about it I love it I'm sure I'll go well, as an outside
3: cave. observer, I think it would be really sad if you went back to your introvert tendencies, <laughs> either of you, because everybody needs to hear more. Yeah. From you. So,
0: oh, thank you. And I'm oh. sad
3: that you're in Texas, far away, because. I want to come have coffee. Yeah, well, we're kind of
0: sad we're in Texas this month
1: too, <laughs> <laughs> but for different reasons. Yeah, no, we're gonna come visit you on the East Coast.
0: Yes, we would love to have coffee with you, or just yeah, do this. Can we just do this every
1: morning? <laughs>
2: sure. when, when we have a podcast, eventually, if ever, we'll have you guys on. But you
1: definitely should have a podcast. You should. You. Yeah. It's probably coming this winter. Okay. Exciting. Okay. Yes, keep us posted. Definitely.
0: If you need any tips, let us know. That's how I we need all the tips. Yeah. We <laughs> have so many, we have so many friends that have podcasts. I just went to each one of them It's I was like, okay, who yeah. do we do it through? How do we, do how do we edit? Da, 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 and yeah. That's what's like
2: so amazing. I mean, Linda's heard me say this so many times, but like, even though I was in like the women's nonprofit sector for as long as I have, I've never felt more supported in this women's entrepreneurial space that we're all in. And like every, you know, we learned so much just from talking to other women who've been through this process or are on the same journey as we are and are learning as, as we go. And it's just been, it's it's been so what inspirational and really helpful too, right. Yeah. To, to learn from each other.
1: I don't know if yeah. it's a cultural shift or if it's always been there and the way I grew up, I didn't see it. I don't know, but I feel like there is a much stronger desire for women to help women.
2: I do. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it is a cultural shift. I don't know. I mean, just from being I feel like, like it. Outside of like the women's organizational world, at least.
0: Yeah. Like, or it may just be the age we're at. Like maybe. once you get to midlife, you see the value and everything that all these amazing women have to offer and to teach right. you. And, and yeah, now- I mean,
3: even, even in our reinvention collective, like mm-hmm. we have guest expert contributors, at several points throughout the dare method, like in some modules we have two and they, and they come on and share because Judy and I could talk about all of this, but some people that's, you know, like we could talk about resumes, but we bring in a woman that that's what she does. We're so happy to highlight her for other women, like both to give them her knowledge within our program. But then also if you want to work just with her on your resume, like here she is, you know? And so we support each other through that
0: know yes. yes I know and I get yeah. I get so much motivation hearing from this and, and hearing other people's stories and stuff yeah Missy and I are both we actually come from a writer standpoint so I'm okay. working on a book proposal this week oh. and she's she's got a novel that she's working on edits oh, and so stuff cool. from so it's just I feel like this is just a burst of energy that we get every time to just be like okay these amazing women are out there doing cool things so can we so
1: this is exciting yeah and i love that if you can't see it you can't be it i just think that i also came from this mindset of scarcity that there were only so many roles and only so many spots and i'm realizing the older i get that there are opportunities out there that sometimes you have to go make it for yourself Mm -hmm. but just because Suzanne finds huge huge success doesn't mean I can't also like it's right. out there for all of us. Yeah, it is.
0: Yep. Yeah, sometimes we got to make it. Love
1: though. it. Oh
0: well, thank you so much. Thank you guys you. I, so Great. much. Thank you. I am so glad to know you and know that you are out in the world changing lives. You are changing, changing lives,
1: yeah. and I just think well, that's sure. so amazing. So enjoy well, so ex- your first day of school too. Oh, thank do you. Do something just for you for a little while. Yeah, yeah
0: go get that pedicure. Yeah,
1: maybe I'll sneak away before they come. She won't. She <laughs> won't. At least a <laughs> it's quiet ten minutes There's in the house. she
2: just be like, <laughs> well, "I'll sneak away and I'll call Linda from the chair up the
1: Pentecost. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Oh, all
1: right. right. Thank all you. Right. Thank I hope thank we do this, this again pretty, soon.
0: Really, uh, really wonderful. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you know someone else who could benefit from today's episode, be sure to share it with them. Also, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in the show notes over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, you can find us at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. You can find links to the group, all of our socials and our questions and comments section over at our website, momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.